0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: Hour number two of Miller and Moulton here on this hump day. It's a Friday for Mark. He's off the rest of the week. It'll be Felipe and I in the studio together the next two days. Getting on the road after the show. Heading back to the 239. Got some business to take care of tomorrow. <laughs> you know what tomorrow is? Kind of what we were joking about 15 minutes ago with the NFL and the salary cap. <laughs> when you're up against it in the cap, it's like getting audited. Yeah, I got a meeting tomorrow so that we don't get audited.
0: There you go. <laughs> Tip your accountants well. They're really important to you.
1: That's <laughs> right. It's an important meeting.
0: Damn right.
1: If you only go to one meeting a year, that's a biggie. It's on the short list. When do you think about it? But-
0: you know, we got a text, and the text line's open. 21, is the number. If you've never texted the show before, text the keyword FSN radio, all one word. Once you've done that, you can text as much as you would like. And it's a very simple text. And we got one earlier in the week, that, or yesterday, actually, that was a little bit on the same line. This one just says, so tired of Rory acting like a punk kid. Don't you think Rory better start winning if he's taking over as commissioner of the tour? I know that his consigliere, Tiger Woods, is running the thing, but Rory's the face of the PGA Tour now. hmm And when rank-and-file players are upset and he says it's a slap in the face that they didn't show, and he picks and chooses who he's combative with and against... The full swing didn't do him any favors when he threw the, you know, FU fill out there, which was funny. I mean, but it golfers are always entitled. It's part of the nature of who they are. They are selfish. It's part of the nature of the game that they play. But if you're going to be the face of the tour, you might want to win a major this year.
1: I was going to say, because Rory's winning... He's just not winning the events that we consider important. Remember when the LIV had a little something going on late in the spring and early summer last year. And you know, Rory won that event. Was it the Canadian open? I mean, he was the huge crowds and celebrating and they were chanting his name. And also it was his 21st win on tour, which passed Greg Norman for a number of wins on the all-time PGA Tour win list, you know, something like that. And, you know, he took the shot at Greg on the green in the post-game interview, and, you know, and they were chanting his name, and he won the Tour Championship. He won the DP World Tour Championship. He was – he actually won – think about it. PGA Tour, European Tour. He won the season-long championships on both tours,
0: When's the last time he's won a major?
1: 2014. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's just when you start to, there's a certain point where they're chanting. You know this, David. They're chanting your name. He's, he saved the PGA tour. Well, now he's taking a shot at members of his own tour. That's not going to be well received
1: by some I mean let's face it though we're a society we you know we root for the front runners more than we root for the rank and file absolutely I mean even mark until, until the front y- runners
0: until the front runners quit winning
1: well that's true that's true but he's you know he's top three in the world see what I don't think he can do mark is I don't think he can slip to 15th and keep acting this way. Okay. okay. Like, quite frankly, he can't become Jordan Spieth. You know, Spieth hasn't done a ton of winning in the last three years. Now, he's still a top 10, 12 player, and he's a big name. Okay, but, you know, Jordan Spieth's very rarely the favorite in any tournament he's playing in. He's just, you know, people like him. He's popular. He's on the leaderboard. You'll watch. I will say, he's great television. Part of the reason why I'm a Phil guy is Phil was great TV. He was all over the course. Okay, I don't know how you couldn't enjoy watching Phil. He, I mean, he honestly, he hit the ball more like us than any great player we've ever seen, except for Seve. I mean, nobody scored as well being all over the course as Phil since Seve. Well, Jordan Spieth, Mark, I got to be honest with you. You're a 15 handicapper. I don't know how you don't like Spieth. Because he hits the ball all over the place. He wins tournaments hitting 40% of the fairways. But he can get up and down from a parking lot.
0: And he rolls long putts in, which is the other thing. You know, I mean, it's. And, it, you know, I mean, just at Bay Hill, what did he do? He couldn't, then, he, all, then all of a sudden he can't make the short ones. He can't make the six, eight footer, but he rolls in the 15, 20 footer for par. It's, he's remarkable.
1: What was interesting yesterday, and we'll talk to John Wood of NBC Sports and the Golf Channel coming up at the top of the hour, is Rom, Rory. I, the commissioner didn't go this far, but quite a few of the players just flat out they've now flat out saying yeah you know the liv probably the best thing that's happened to the pga tour in 40 50 years i mean rory said you know this tour had not changed in 60 years now he was off 10 years i mean jack and arnie changed the tour in sixty-nine, seventy, but you know since then it's true basically the tour was going along and what have you and rory rory I believe the quote is, LIV has been good for the PGA Tour.
0: Well, and the point that you made yesterday, David, is that where does the LIV go? Where does Live Golf go now?
1: Right? I mean, the PGA Tour has out-LIV'd the LIV. Let's be brutally honest. That's what they've done. They will not go that far and say that. And the commissioner kind of, you know, took a little umbrage yesterday when people tried to say, well, you're doing the same thing as the LIV. He was like, whoa, 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 which of course he has to say. But, you know, Rory and Rahm and others were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we grabbed a few of the things that they did. It's smart. Both of them, Rory and Rahm have both, their quotes are, LIV was good for the PGA Tour which is amazing because I thought eight months ago anyone associated with the LIV needed to go to jail. And now apparently, thank God they did what they did or else we wouldn't have the PGA Tour that we're now going to have going forward.
0: Right, we've got them by the short hairs and we've taken advantage of every single thing that Live Golf has done that we can make our tour better for the top players, which is what they've done
1: translation yesterday, Phil was right. Now they won't say that now because they hate him. I mean, he's the second most unpopular guy next to Norman. But the translation yesterday from John Rom and Roy McElroy is Phil was right. All the changes that Phil wanted had basically now been put into place on the PGA Tour. So because of that, Mark, if you're L.I.V. Seriously, where do you go?
0: You have nowhere to go. You have to hope for your sake that your players go out and win a major this year.
1: Totally. Totally. Your top players have to outplay their top players. That's what has to happen. That's And that's it. Other than that,
0: I don't see an end for Live Golf that they wanted. Even if they win this lawsuit, that doesn't matter.
1: I mean, you could, if I were to ask you, and maybe eight months ago the answer was the same, but if I were to ask you, is there one thing the LIV does or has that is better than the PGA Tour? I think I could have listed some things eight months ago. I don't know if I can list a thing right now. They've got some players that I like watching play golf. Okay. But do they have more of them? Than the PJ Tour, not in the elevated events, they don't. Not in
0: the elevated events. When the, when the non-elevated events are going on and you're going head-to-head with that, you might catch some eyeballs.
1: But also, let's be honest. People didn't like the television broadcast of the few people that watched it of their first event. I mean, Mark, you and I watch golf, right? CBS, NBC. LIV, where would you rank the, you know, coverage of golf?
0: Right now, I like NBC's a little better than CBS's. I like the voices that are on it better. I do as well. At this at, at right now. So, I'd go NBC, CBS, and, and
1: live. Yes. So, right now, people, their coverage is last.
0: And okay. it's hard to they- find all the rest of it.
1: Right. Okay, and then... So, you know, if you're them going forward, it's kind of like, wow, they've kind of outmaneuvered us here. Now, Mark Lai says, believe it or not, if you're LIV, you just put your head down and go. Just, just it's, it's, This takes time. If you're in it for the long haul, then be in it for the long haul. Okay. I mean, I have to admit, a year ago, this thing wasn't even real. I mean, if you think of it, they didn't play their first event till June of last year. I mean, LIV Golf's nine months old.
0: And we'll see if their TV coverage can increase because in most cases, as we've pointed out with, you know, you don't really make the comparison that often, but what happened? The XFL had their first week with some okay TV numbers. They go down week two. Will Live Golf have similar numbers in their next event? Or will the numbers actually go down because the curiosity has gone for people that are casually trying to find it for the first time?
1: Like I believe the next LIV tournaments next weekend. Yes, in okay. Arizona. Going up against this little thing called Mark's Madness. Right. That seems problematic to me. I don't know. Call me crazy.
0: You mean you think some TVs might be on basketball that
1: weekend? <laughs> I am because they're not on them all year. But then they'll go, oh, I'll be damned. It's a tournament. Even my wife for the last two weeks, she's like, so when's the madness begin? I go, well, it depends on how you define madness. She goes, you know. And I go, uh, not for another week.
0: You, What, did you try to convince her to watch a small team conference last night? I said, hey, know, honey, no, the actually, summit conference championships tonight. The madness you know, honey, is happening.
1: Honey, Oral, Oral Roberts in North Dakota State, what do you say? That grab mad bottle, enough for you? Grab a bottle of wine, snuggle. What do you say? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> no?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing says romance like North Dakota State and Oral Roberts <laughs> on a Tuesday. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening, Florida Sports uh. Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 21 minutes past the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Listen, I know you and I are uh, tired of this person right now. We're just got a little Aaron Rodgers fatigue. But can we go there for a second on a couple of different fronts? One, so how good do you think the Jets become if they get them?
0: I think that they would be the second best team in that division.
1: Okay. Think they're a playoff team then? Yes. Okay. So now you enter the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. I mean and in the AFC when you've got to go through right now the who's who of quarterbacks in the NFL if you're the Jets you'd show up at the gunfight with a gun I mean just just saying they were 7 and 4 at one point last year with
0: bad Wilson, quarterback play
1: with Wilson and Mike White I mean they beat Buffalo, beat Miami with bad quarterback play. They have top five defense in the league. I mean they do. They got some young skill players, a couple of them got hurt at some point last year, but you know, they need a couple of offensive linemen, although Aaron Rodgers will make that offensive line a lot better overnight. But they got a young wide receiver, they got a young running back. I mean Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I mean like you said you think then they would vault the Dolphins. I do. Okay. Well then this I don't is mean to tick of of...
0: off Dolphin fan this morning, but Miami Dolphin fan, ask yourself that question right now. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers, do you think you're better than the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? I don't think that you are. Close. It's really close.
1: Okay. That's number 1. Number 2. If you're the Packers, and obviously, you're going to take a huge cap hit. I don't see how you can do this without, if you're Green Bay, taking a monster cap hit. And in theory, Mark, the bigger the cap hit you're willing to take will then help the Jets, so in theory, you can get more for him. But what is it that you're asking for? You want to move on from him. What is it that you're willing to accept in a trade? Remember, when Favre went to the Jets, it wasn't for a first-round pick. I think it was for a second and like a fifth. Now, that's off the top of my head, and that was 2008, so I could be wrong. But I thought it was a second and something else.
0: Yeah, I'd want pick 13. That's where we're starting.
1: And if the Jets said, well, that's not happening. I mean, if you're the Packers here, what I'm kind of getting at is, do you have the leverage? I mean, you've let the Jets talk to him. By doing that, you've said publicly, we want to move on from you. We're done with you. You're probably done with us. We're done with you. So if that's the case, Mark, how much leverage do they really have? Isn't no, it, it like, David, it is going Cain? to mediation
0: before getting the divorce lawyer. I, you are absolutely right here. They, they are making plans. There's no question.
1: I mean, this is kind of like what happened with Patrick Kane and the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, at the end of the day, didn't have any leverage. Kane wanted out. He had the no trade thing. He basically said, I'm only willing to go to them. Well, if that's the case, how much can you get from them? right now there seems to be no one although some people wondering if Vegas is looming in the weeds but there seems to be nobody but the jets who's in on Aaron Rodgers which in and of itself is fascinating but i mean if you're green bay when you say i want pick 13 and i go yeah that ain't happening are you really going to say well then we ain't trading them
0: i would <laughs> I, and i'd have no pr- you know i'd have no problem with that
1: I'd say, okay, take a look at that cap hit and get back to me. For a guy you don't want, you're going to take a, okay, all right. A $31 million cap hit this year for a guy you don't want, who's going to cause nothing but problems. Because he doesn't want to be there and you don't want him there. Okay, all right, fine. (laughs) Just keep my number handy. You'll be calling. And by the way, it's $31 million if he stays in Green Bay. The huge cap hit is if they get rid of him because all the future bonus money gets thrown on top and it's nearly $60 million.
0: Which is why I thought they – don't be surprised if it takes a while to get this trade done because I thought I read that the June 1 date is a lot friendlier to the Packers.
1: Yes, I, I agree with you that in theory both teams would move on, but the paperwork can't be filed until the first couple days of June. Which, in, in theory, the Jets would want them there for a mini camp and what have you. They may just have to reschedule their mini camp I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Instead of doing it in early May, we're doing it in early June. Why? Ah, uh, You know why.
0: We all know why.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, what if the Jets say, you know, no, we're not giving you the 13th overall pick. We'll give you our second rounder. We might even give you two twos. Or a two and a three. I'll tell you what. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I'll give you a second this year and a third in 24. Yes or no, Mark?
0: I want your first round next year, then. If I'm not getting the first round this year, give me your first round next year, because you think it's going to be in the high 20s.
1: He's 39 years old. He's He's Aaron
0: Flippin' Rogers. You're going to go to the playoffs with him. Give me your damn first round
1: pick. You guys went 8-9 with him last year. There's no guarantees. It's the National Football League. Okay, I'll give you a second rounder this year and a third rounder next year. Take it or leave it. Goodbye. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I can do business with you all day long, Moulton. This is easy. (laughs) Now, I will say you cause problems for the Jets because without Aaron Rodgers, what's their next option? Thank you. Jimmy G?
0: And if it's not Jimmy G? G, who is it, Baker Mayfield? Come on. Right. We've seen the list of quarterback that's available.
1: So that's why I find this fascinating. It doesn't seem to me like the Packers have a lot of leverage. But then again, if the Packers do say no, the Jets hang up the phone and go, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do?
0: Do you think the Jets will give up a one for
1: him? I think the Jets are desperate and that you would win the poker game with the Jets. You wouldn't win it with me if I was the Jets, okay? But I do believe that the Packers will win the poker game, also because they're taking the huge cap hit.
0: And what is it the Jets have to win more than anything else? Not football games. They have to win the press conference, and there's no way they can walk to the podium without Aaron Rodgers at this point, especially after the meeting. You know I mean? They flew out. But the owner, the GM, the coach, the offensive coordinator, I think Hackett went on the trip as well.
1: So you're saying 13th, the first-round pick, number 13 overall. Yes. I will say if you're Green Bay, you'd be picking 13 and 15 in the draft. You'd be losing Aaron Rodgers. I. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Mm-hmm.
0: Who knew Aaron Rodgers was Kevin
1: Durant? <laughs> He's really just Brett Favre. Same amount of years and everything. It's It's stunning, actually, how, especially if he ends up with the Jets.
0: It would be remarkable to have history completely repeat itself from Green Bay to the New York Jets. And, you know, I love people say, well, it didn't work with Favre. As you've pointed out many times in the show, it was working just fine until he got hurt.
1: They were 8-3. and They were the one seed if the playoffs had started the next day. He injured his shoulder. They lost four of their last five. They finished 9-7. and They fired their head coach. Favre said, well, then get me the heck out of here. I ain't, you know, not going through this. And he went to Minnesota.
0: Miller and Moulton. Thanks so much for listening. Seth Everett in an hour right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. John Wood, one of the on-course reporters for NBC and Golf Channel. NBC, the Golf Channel, Peacock getting ready for their coverage of the players, which begins tomorrow. John Wood will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Seth Everett, one hour from now, shall be masked in our bonus hour as we talk bracketology. How many wins does Wisconsin, Michigan, Penn State need in the Big Ten tournament, which gets underway today? Is Rutgers in with a win, or what if they lose tomorrow to Michigan? Are they out? Have not been a lot of bids stolen so far in the smaller tournaments, which has been good news for the big boys trying to secure the final spots.
0: Yeah, I feel badly for Rutgers. They lost their best player. They've lost a bunch of games here down the stretch, and they're now one of the first four out, of according to Shelby. They have to win today, and that might still not be enough, or win tomorrow, rather, but that might still not be enough at the end of the day.
1: Right. I mean, like Wisconsin beats Ohio State today. Well, why should that help them? It doesn't. Right. But to a lot of people, you know, you add a W, it's like, oh, well, they're on the bubble and they won. They should be in. Well, they beat a team that's not even 500. I mean, they basically didn't do anything. I mean, they get no credit in theory from the committee for a win today. Now, they can get to tomorrow and win tomorrow. Eh, okay, that's a different story.
0: So that's a little what we'll talk with Shelby about as there are very few spots left. We're, we're starting to get to the point where basically teams have earned their spots. According to Shelby, there's a handful of teams that are still vying for – that haven't really punched their ticket yet. Basically, no. you're looking at the the entire 11 line, which is the two play-in games and a couple of 10-seeded teams that still have a little bit of work to do that could lose their bid. So not much really for the racketologist left to look at other than maybe – and even the other side of it, David, most think that the top lines are taken care of.
1: Yeah, I'm curious if Purdue wins the Big Ten, can they reclaim a one? You know, like if the assumption is Kansas, Houston, and Alabama are three of the four ones, that it comes down to UCLA or Purdue. Now, Purdue hasn't finished the season all that strong. UCLA has. I mean, a lot of places I see now has UCLA as the fourth one. You know, for whatever that's worth. You know, it's a bigger deal in women's hoops because they actually hand out home games based on your seating. That's important. Not so much in the men's. Final four in Houston, though. I mean, let's be honest. If the Cougars can get there.
0: Would be so cool. Final four in
1: Houston. And Nance, last final four. He's a University of Houston grad. So it's fitting that it'll be in Houston. And what if the Cougars are there? His alma mater.
0: Would be spectacular for, for Nance. That's for sure, and for the Cougars, we'll see. As you've talked about, David, they run into scoring problems, and that's yeah. a, that's when you got to win six in a row. Yep. You run out of offense for a game, you can find yourself home pretty quickly.
1: No question about it. NFL making a ton of news yesterday. It was franchise tag deadline day. Six players ultimately getting the tag. Eh, one or two more than usual. Three of the six running backs. Most high profile, though, Lamar Jackson. And we all know the story by now. He believes if Deshaun Watson get a 100% fully guaranteed deal, he should get one as well. The Ravens, and apparently no one in the rest of the league is willing to offer him one. Let me ask you this, Mark. What if you're one of the other teams... Because there are a few teams, and we joke that everybody else in the league said they're not interested. I mean, not everyone in the league said they're not interested. A few teams have actually kept their mouth shut. But let's safely assume that no one in the league wants to give them a fully guaranteed deal. You know, we just went through a little role play as to the Packers and the Jets and who has leverage in the negotiations here. What do we think it would take? By the way, for the record, I looked it up during the break. Favre was traded for a conditional pick. Now, first off, he was traded the first week of August. Remember, it was a huge circus. They both showed up at training camp together. You know, Favre was running the second team. They had family night. Rodgers was booed. Favre wasn't allowed in the locker room. I mean, it was a complete circus. And August 7th was when Favre got traded 15 years ago. It was a conditional pick. It was dependent on if the Jets made the playoffs. If they made the playoffs, Green Bay got a first-round pick. If they didn't, they got a third. Dolphins beat the Jets final game of the regular season to win the East and keep the Jets out of the playoffs. Packers only ended up with a third-round pick.
0: I'd make that deal if it was a second and a first, by the way.
1: So we could do the deal right now. Remember, you don't get a pick then this year. It's a conditional pick, so you're not getting the pick until the 2024 draft. So if I said, listen, Second-round pick, it becomes a first-round pick if we make the playoffs.
0: I could I could do that deal.
1: So you're getting nothing this year, though. You're losing Rodgers, and you're getting nothing in this year's draft.
0: I'd want a first. I think I would win with the Jets because I think they have to win the press conference. But if that was the be-all, end-all, I could live with a deal like that.
1: Okay. So back to Lamar. We're assuming that no one in the league is going to offer him a fully guaranteed deal. So now what do you do if there's a team out there? And I forget all the teams that said, we're not interested, but let's just I, pick a team.
0: The Raiders, since we haven't, because yeah. they've said right. nothing. Let's just pick the Raiders.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, a pipe dream, Tampa Bay. Okay. Who they, they make an offer to Lamar Lamar, by the way, can, get an offer. He can get 10 offers. He can only submit one to the Ravens, whatever he deems the best offer to be. He he can take that to the Ravens and say, hey, so-and-so's offered me this. You're going to match it, or are you going to trade me for draft pick compensation? You have to decide now. Couldn't a team out there, the Raiders, Carolina, I don't know if they were one of those that said, we're not interested or not, but what if they just say to Lamar, listen, I, I know this isn't what you would ideally want, but here's what we're willing to offer. And from what we understand, this is better than what the Ravens have offered you. The best Ravens offer that we know about was $250 million over five years, 133 of it guaranteed.
0: So basically, you got to guarantee the fourth year. In that scenario, because that's what he's not getting right now. That one thirty-three is about three years. I mean, that's yeah. It really, it's
1: two and a half. It, right, it's barely. Right. So, if you go to one hundred and fifty, you're guaranteeing three of the five. Okay. How about this? Would you be willing to pick the team out there? Okay. Bring it down from two hundred and fifty to two hundred and forty. But go three and a half years.
0: So you're guaranteeing like, in the 170 range. Exactly. 175, be, somewhere in that ballpark. Right.
1: One, 175 would have been three and a half years if it was 250. So do the math. Yes. So if you're saying 240, 48 a year, remember, he's 26 this year. You'd be getting him for 26, 27, 28, 29, and then you could walk away from him before he's 30. And it wouldn't cost you a penny. And so you get Lamar and you guarantee three and a half years and you, you just send him that offer and you go, I know that's not what you're looking for, but that's probably better than anything you've been offered. Then Lamar, Mark, has to make the decision, does he even take that offer and submit it to the Ravens or does he just reject it? And I mean it,
0: part of me thinks he would reject it because it's so close to what the Ravens offer. Like I I think he wants out of Baltimore. Ooh, really? I think he's had it. I think Why? he's had it with them. He's been negotiating for a year and a half. They haven't budged. I think Lamar wants out. Okay. So if you get an offer that's only 10% better better than what Baltimore gave you, there's a good chance that they sign that offer.
1: Well, I do think though in theory, if we're right, I mean the offer might be 20 percent better. I mean, if I'm guaranteeing 170 million, you're only guaranteeing 130, 140. I mean it is 30 40 million dollars after all. I mean, you know it's a few bucks, a couple, especially since I've been hurt the last two years, missed 11 games. but I mean that I'm curious about. what if one team actually says, hey, you know, I know this isn't 100% of what you're looking for, but here you go. Lamar then would have to make a decision to even submit it to the Ravens. Because remember, if the Ravens go, and we ain't interested, we'll take the draft picks. He then has to play for that team with that contract. And I know we all would suffer to play for $160, 170000000 guaranteed. But you know what we're doing here. Or if Lamar says no, well, now what do you do? You're Lamar on the Ravens. You're going to show up and play for 32.4 or are you going to play the Antonio Brown? Uh, not Antonio Brown, who was the running back? Le'Veon Bell. Up? Le'Veon Bell and also the big left tackle for the, uh, the Texans who got traded to Seattle. Was it Smith? Okay. He, remember, he sat out the first 11 games one year. He said, "I ain't playing for that." And then he showed up like ten minutes before he had to, in order for that year to count as a vested year. Dwayne Starks, I don't know, somebody like that was their left tackle.
0: And the other side is, does Lamar just play two, you know, play this year on the franchise and see if he gets franchise again to get out to become yeah, a free but agent?
1: If, but if you're Lamar, do you do it or do you play real hardball? I ain't playing. I ain't signing it. Remember, just because they've tagged you, you have to sign it. You have to agree to it. And Lamar goes, I ain't agreeing to it. Who are the Ravens going to play a quarterback? I know you could joke pro bowler Huntley there with his two touchdown passes. But, I mean, what if Lamar just says, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. I'm sitting out the first 11. I'll show up just to get a vested year. We can play this game all day as far as I'm concerned. I'm done with you guys. You're dead to me.
0: It's never worked for a player before.
1: He's 26.
0: I understand.
1: Deshaun Watson sat out a full year, got 240 million. You're right. It worked
0: out for his pocketbook. We don't know if it's ever going to work out on the field because he didn't look like he could play last
1: year. But this is all about the pocketbook. No, I know. No, you're, you're right. Lamar's trying to get paid. If you're Lamar, A, if somebody makes you an offer and it's the best offer you've had, one, do you accept it? And then two, so you want to go DEFCON 5 here with the Ravens?
0: And this is where, to me, Lamar not having an agent really affects him. Because that agent would be wor- – I, you know, I don't think Lamar's mom's working the phones for deals right now. <laughs> I don't. And I, she may be great at doing his contact. I mean, she may be excellent at helping him out and being a, a great advisor to him. But right now, she's not calling the Raiders trying to work out a deal.
1: Well, because technically, Mark, since he's acting as his own agent, no team in the league could have contacted Lamar until 4 o'clock yesterday until the Ravens tagged him. Now a team could pick up the phone and actually call him and make them an offer. I mean, they would have been. They could have lost draft picks and been fined millions of dollars if one of them had picked up I, the phone and contacted right. him for collusion. Right.
0: But if it's an agent, then we all know these things happen. Exactly. That stuff happens
1: all the time. No one ever gets caught.
0: They're talking to an agent about Moulton. Oh, by the way, you represent Miller,
1: too. I mean, it, right. come on. Hy- hypothetically, if Miller were to become available, dot, dot, dot. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: So I I do think Lamar acting as his own own agent here does not help him one bit.
1: I think as of 4 o'clock yesterday, he needed an agent. I really do. I think now he could use somebody. I'm just curious, does he play? I mean, got to admit, he's turned down every Ravens offer for a year and a half.
0: I mean, don't you think he wants out?
1: Well, I think he doesn't want to play for the tag. I think there's a chance that he's willing to go Le'Veon Bell here. And it's one thing when your number one running back does it. It's another talking about messing up your team. When the number one quarterback says, no, I'm good. I'll stay home.
0: That would be remarkable. It's hard for me to even compute that a quarterback would sit out a season, but
1: because here's the other problem for the Ravens. They've put the tag on him. If the minute he signs it, it's 32.4 million. So yes, when he's sitting at home, he's not counting against the cap, but they can't go out and replace him because what if he then turns around and signs it?
0: Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening. Florida sports network.